This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Terrio Media. Yo. I'm not sure for what you came for to blow your smoke up your ass seminars is next door. Line your tips up, man, just like Connect Four. All you winning the wanting, yo, that's what we check for. I build and pile to cash, create cash flow. Epic real estate investment, I make your cash grow. Well, I can tell you ain't working hard at all. Tell people you work hard, you ain't working hard at all. Go deep with your investment before going wide. Too cold for you, yo, you need to go inside. It's not a money problem, it's an idea problem. Epic real estate investment. Man, that we can solve them. Scared money don't make money. Passive income, cash flow, yo. How you create money? Savers and losers. Open your eyes and see them. Matt Ferry, y'all creating your financial freedom. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Glad you found it. And uh, I did something this morning that's been on my to-do list for probably seven years. It's quite the accomplishment. And that was getting my Gmail inbox back to inbox zero. And uh, we accomplished that today. I was very excited about it. I actually learned a shortcut, so I kind of cheated. Um, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. If you struggle with this issue, then, then let me enlighten you on how I did this. Um, first, I mean, my Gmail inbox was up to 29,000 something unread messages. So if you have ever sent me an email and you did not get a response, that's where it was. My apologies. Uh, it's just, it gets lost so fast and it's hard to detect or to go through there and sort the ones that the ones I want to read and the ones I don't want to read. And most of them I don't want to read. So anyway, if you go to all mail, I did not know this. Don't go to your inbox. Go to all mail. And then when you click that little checkbox that selects everything on the page, you have an option right there in the middle. That says, do you want to select your entire inbox? Do you want to select everything? I did never saw that before because um, I'm really in the all, in, uh, all uh, mail inbox. So I checked that and then I marked everything red and boom, it wiped it all out. So now would be a good time to send me an email. <laughs> uh, the uh, it's just because now I'm going to see it, and now I'm focused on I can I can keep this at zero. So that's the goal. That's the new practice, and uh, yeah. So if you do send me an email and you don't get a response, it's typically going to be for one of two reasons. One, you're just asking way too much 
and not that it's too much of me, but it's taking, it would take too much time to respond or it'd take too much time to read. Something simple, you wanna connect, you got a quick question, you know, I'd be happy to answer those. Um, but don't send me an email asking me how to do a subject to transaction. Don't send me an email to ask me, so how does this whole uh, uh, wholesaling thing work? Or don't send me a, an email asking, how, should I, how, do, how do I calculate my uh, rehab budget? All that kind of stuff, that's, that's what the Academy's for. And I've gone to great lengths of answering all those questions inside of the Academy. And I can't just do it in a one or two sentence quick reply email. So don't ask me those questions. And then the second thing, um, as much as I appreciate uh, hearing your life stories when you send those to me, they actually, when I get the chance to read them, when I have the time to read them, they are very touching. So I, I love hearing about your journey and I love hearing about how this show over the last almost, I don't know, we're going on, started our ninth year, um, has impacted you and has touched you and has helped you. And, and so that's awesome. I love it. But if it's too long, then it kind of gets put on the back burner and I, with the intent of getting to it, but then I never typically ever actually get to it. So... Anyway, that's done, and um, that's it's, it's like a huge weight off my shoulder. So if that's a, something that plagues you, go do it. It feels so good. So anyway, I did that this morning, and then the very first email that came through uh, by Mike. Mike sent me an email, and he just happened to catch me. I think it was like at, at 5 in the morning. Um, nobody was up at my house, and it was all quiet, and it was dark. I had my cup of coffee, and I was just kind of, you know, planning the day. And, and I, as soon as I got zero, the very next email that came through was Mike. And uh, so he sent me this email, and I just thought I'd read it here. I think it would make a good show uh, show conversation or show topic. It says, uh, Matt, first, thanks for what you do. You are inspiring me to get out of the rat race. I've been listening to your podcast and attended the Cashflow Conclave highlight webinar on Wednesday. Um, I have owned a few rental properties for about three years now and really want to expand my business. I'm having lunch with a local real estate investor who is about 70 years old, has 70 properties for sale, and he is looking to sell little by little over the next few years. He is experienced. He is an experienced real estate investor who is selling, not a distressed homeowner. Is there a certain strategy you would recommend um, that I approach with? How would you approach the lunch meeting being a new investor who does not have a lot of cash? I have a few ideas, but would appreciate your thoughts slash ideas. Thanks so much, Mike. Alrighty, so good question, Mike. And it's actually pretty pretty simple. Nothing really changes here except one little thing. And so the first thing you wanna know, you gotta know your deal standards going in, all right? Just because you have somebody ready, willing, and able to sell you a property doesn't mean you are going to buy it, right? You have to know what your deal standards are. If you're gonna hold on to it, you have to know what your, your minimum return on investment, you're willing to accept that minimum cash flow number. You have to know what that minimum number is. And if you don't meet the number, then that's not a deal for you. Second thing is, if you're going to flip the property, you have to know what your minimum uh, profit is that you want to be. Like, you know, mine's 10,000 bucks. I'm not going to do a deal unless I make at least $10,000. And even then, I kind of think about it. But at least I know that's my minimum deal standard. So if I can't get enough equity position in this, in a property to get to flip it for 10,000 bucks, I'm not going to flip it. And if I can't get 33% ROI, for example, I'm not going to hold on to it. So that's how I look at stuff, okay? So you got to know your minimum deal standards going in and don't waver. Stick to your standards. You be a disciplined real estate investor, okay? Don't do a deal just to do a deal. Don't buy a property just because someone's willing to sell it to you. That doesn't mean it's going to turn out well for you. You're an investor. Your job is to make money. So make sure whether you're going to hold it or you're going to flip it that you actually make money and you're going to make, make the kind of money that you want right now, okay? So that's the first thing. Know your minimum deal standards. Second thing, uh, 
ask the seller what they want, right? Um, don't assume that, that they want full price. Don't assume that they want all cash. Don't assume that they are going to finance. Don't assume anything. It's like the second question is, is you have these incoming leads coming in. You know, it's first, first question is, uh, tell me about your situation. Why me? Why now? You get all this mail. Why are you calling me right now? And why is now important? And why, why would, why'd you focus on me? You have all these other options. Why me? So that's, that's, that's the first question. Second question is, what would you like to have happen? Right? And the way that question is phrased, and it's not normal English for a lot of people, or normal phrasing, or normally the way they speak. But you don't want to assume anything. Ask them what they want. So that'd be the second thing, Mike. Um, so first, know your deal standards going in. Know what you, the, the minimum that you're willing to accept for yourself. Okay. Second is find out what they want. Like, what do you want? Like, in the ideal world, Mr. Investor, you know, you've been in this business for a long time. You're getting rid of these 70 properties. And, you know, I'd love to help you out. Um, uh, help you out with this situation, but uh, what do you want? What would you like to have happen? So once you got those two answers, you know your minimum deal standards, you know what they want to have happen, now just put together offers uh, of price and terms that meets both, that satisfies both, so both parties can get what they want. All right, so pretty straightforward. You know, if you're dealing with a seller that is not distressed, you don't have a lot of leverage. So you just got to do the best you can with what you got to work with. So uh, if you can control the price or the terms, you can create a deal for both of you, okay? Just kind of choose, do you want the price or do you want the terms? Because one, if as long as you give me one, we can make a win-win situation here, all right? So uh, not a lot of leverage, though, if, you don't, if there's no distress in place. And then if he's an experienced seller, there's probably not a whole lot of, I don't know, crafty words or negotiations that you can uh, come up with that's going to help. No smoke and mirrors, nothing like that. Um, so just kind of get what you got, right? So uh, know what you want, know what they want, and see if you can uh, create some price and terms combinations that allow you both to get what you want. All right, so thanks for the question, Mike, and thanks for being my first email after inbox reaching inbox zero, which took me, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years to finally get off my, uh, to scratch off my to-do list. All right, and then um, also last week, I was going uh, back and forth during the Epic Intensive. Uh, I was still... Uh, helping my clients and uh, with a, a, a brand new client specifically, a brand new REIA's client. I mean, less than, you know, less than two months for sure, probably about six weeks or so. And he, is, he and his team, they actually just left my office, you know, for sure less than two months before um, when they had their implementation day. So they were here, for, had their implementation day and and we put everything together and we set them on, uh, on their way and from a dead stop, they know nothing about real estate. This was a brand new thing from them. And from a dead stop, they've already closed one deal. And they also have three more, I believe, under contract. They got a few more under contract, of which two of those that they have under contract are with seller financing. I mean, this is from a dead stop. They know nothing. They were just here. And all of a sudden, they're going, we're going back and forth on Vox. And I got this. I got that. What do I do here? What do I do there? Just walking them right through the whole thing. And they got one deal closed. And they got three more about to. So what I wanted to do was just give him a quick call. I wanted to check in real quick, and I'm going to record the call. So I wanted to check in, you know, kind of with what their first few weeks have been like to see if there are any insights that you can pull from the conversation for yourself. So on the phone, please help me welcome brand new real estate investor, Mike Pearson. Mike, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Thanks, Matt. Uh, good to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear me? Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. 
You bet. You bet. Hey, real quickly, um, I just I wanted to reach out to you and I thought I might as well record it while I do this. I wanted to know like, what's going on over there because your results are not uncommon. But um, when they happen, I really want to uh, plug in and share the experience with everybody else to let people notice how fast results can happen. So just before we met, can you tell me what you were doing? Uh, I re- I just moved down to North Carolina with my brother, but right before that, I was working with a contractor. Then right before that, I was working with a uh, working landscaping up in New Jersey. Okay, perfect. And you moved down to uh, go ahead and take real estate investing on full time with your brother, who is uh, that's right. He's full time Marine Corps. So how is that relationship working together? What's how are you delegating the uh, the duties and responsibilities? Uh, well. Parker's more so the big picture aspect. And then uh, me and Michelle, we run the day-to-day operations. So we do, uh, we have the most contact with our clients and with pretty much everything. Right. Okay. So you guys are kind of running the operations and he's maybe more of a, I don't know, not supervisory role, but like just input creatively and, and operationally, like the vision of the company, right? Yeah, definitely. He, uh, he got us all together and uh, definitely has a, since he's able to step away from what we're looking at so closely, he can give us like a clearer, uh, clearer sight of it, awesome. I guess you could call it. Right. Okay. That's awesome. All right. So you guys applied for the, or I guess Parker is who I, I met first. He applied for the REI ACE program. And uh, after we got on the phone and we decided that it would be a good fit to move forward. Um, you guys were out here very quickly after that decision was made. I would say less than probably less than two months ago, or right at two months. And uh, you came to, once we uh, had that uh, initial conversation on the phone. We went ahead and started putting your entire business and your systems to work. We came to the office and we showed you how to how to use it and how it worked. And boom! All of a sudden, you guys started hitting me up on, on Voxer via the way that we communicate. And you guys were getting results right away. And so kind of walk me through, like, once you left the office here and you went back home, what has happened since then? Okay, uh, quite a lot, I guess. Um, the week after we got home from meeting with you guys out in L.A., we were getting phone calls. Uh, Michelle and I were, like, getting so excited. Like, we're getting phone calls, we're getting phone calls. And then... uh we kept like walking through it. Then uh, we got our first house under contract. There's a. Then we uh, we kind of overpaid for it, so we had to uh, flip it instead of hold it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think two this past week or a week before, like it was a a boom. We uh, we got three houses under contract in one week, mm-hmm. and they were all direct mail campaign that you guys helped us set up, and. Uh, it was just a whirlwind of emotions and just like it was, it was a great week, but also a very hectic, hectic week as well. But it was, uh, we're definitely uh, making a lot of strides and also learning a lot right? as we go. Yeah. Sweet. So um, up to this point, I mean, you guys left the office. This was, you've never had really any investing or real estate experience up to this point, right? No, not at all. Okay. So the phone started ringing and what was it like answering the phone and making those initial calls? How did those go? Uh, it was at first a little nerve wracking, but then uh, once we realized it's, you're just having a conversation with someone, it's just talking to someone about their property. Mm-hmm. They, uh, they all went uh, pretty well. We haven't, uh, 
we've heard uh, horror stories about people like yelling at people on the phone and stuff like that. We uh, we haven't actually had any of those. Only we've had voicemails left of people angry at us. But other than that, it's gone pretty well. Wait. Okay. So the, the process is you just kind of following the, the script that I gave you. Is that how it's working? Yes, definitely. Uh, the the script is almost it's not magic, but it's it's uh it's very easy to follow. It's it's great. The uh, and then it's funny. I was actually looking up like reading on negotiation books and stuff like that, and everything that's brought up is based like you don't even tell us to like everything that every negotiation negotiation book I've read is in the scripts that you've given given us. <laughs> it's pretty cool to see the direct correlation. Great. All right, so you're having the conversations, and then how are you getting to the signed contracts? Because up to this point, I think we have one deal closed and we have three under contract. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. Um, okay. So, so that process of, of having that conversation to getting the contract signed, what does that most consistently look like for you? So we... We get on the phone, we uh, ask them a couple questions, the, the script that you have, then uh, we, after we get all the information we need for, from the script, um, we say, all right, we're just gonna run some numbers here and then fully analyze the house with all the repairs they gave us that needed the repair estimate and all that. And then uh, give them, after we analyze the house, see if it could work out for us, we uh, call them back and uh, see if we can meet up in person and see that house uh, and actually see everything that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And then after that, like the one, uh, one house we got on a contract in Wilmington, um, Michelle went and looked at it, came back and gave her thoughts on it. We tallied up the repairs that we thought, and then we went back and gave her an offer and she accepted it right there. It was, uh, that was pretty cool. And then, the other two, it was the same process. We went back and saw the house, analyzed it, went back with the number. And then the, the one, um, actually, we, it was a bit of back and forth of uh, not just in person, but on the phone and uh, through email of like going back and forth with numbers, but it worked out. So, you know, what actually inspired me to, to give you a call and check in and record this and share it with everybody was, one was... The, how quickly you guys are getting results. Two was the um, the uh, oh the, the last box you sent to me, which was just I think Thursday or Friday, so like what four or five days ago, um, that you got two deals under contract with seller financing in place. How did those come about? Okay, um, well this this gentleman was a who's an investor himself from New Jersey, actually, just like us down here in North Carolina, and uh, we had. We had pretty good rapport with him. Uh, he was an investor trying to unload his two properties. And uh, he told us, like, yeah, he'd be interested in seller financing. And uh, so we were like, great, that's awesome. We presented him the first offer we presented him. He was like, he was pretty much at a loss, loss of words at it because he was like, I can't do this. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we're so new. We were like, all right, no down. We're going to not can give, we're not going to give a down payment. And he was like, no, I need a down payment. So. Then we, that was the one that went back and forth with a lot. And uh, seller financed the uh, 20% down payment, then seller financed the rest of it. So Great. So you're going to hold on to those? Yes. That's uh, 
the three we got all last week is we're going to hold on to all of those. Definitely a good win for us right there. We, the best part was that we were able to come to a, an agreement and like both sides were happy with what, what was said and done. So perfect. Perfect. So in, in this short run, uh, what do you know now that you wish you would have known on day one? Uh, day one, as in thinking about doing this, I would think uh, just go out and do it. Like there's nothing holding you back. I mean, there's everyone will everyone's a lot nicer than you think they will be. So mm-hmm. questions when you need to know something like don't be afraid to show your cards in terms of being brand new, I guess. Right, right. That that's not that there's nothing to really be afraid of. It's not really a disadvantage being brand new. Just go out and do it. Yeah, exactly. Super. All right. I, I summed that, paraphrase that for you, but I think that's what you're trying to say. I didn't want to put yeah, words in your mouth. Okay, good. Good. Cool. So I'm sure that you guys have uh, come together, you, Michelle, and, and Parker, and have talked about what this could look like in the future. What What are you guys envisioning from this point going forward? Um. Well, I'm a I'm a big Grant Cardone guy, so mm-hmm. I like and X everything. And then Parker and Michelle are much more, uh, they bring me back down and, uh, our goal, we have stepping stones, but our goal is like 20, 20 K a month. My, my ultimate goal is uh, 200 a month. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, overall though, we just want to be financially free. Like that's what we're trying to do with these, we're trying to hold as much as possible so that we can become financially free and, whatever we want whenever we want so does it feel like it's like now it's within the realm of possibility much more than it was when you guys were here in the office absolutely it's just being uh having this little experience has created so much so much more confidence in us and uh awesome everything's come together knock on wood but (laughs) (laughs) no great Cool. So I'll let you go let's let's um check back in in the next 60 to 90 days and see where everything has panned out and how your progress has been up to that point. All right. Thanks a lot. Cool, Mike. Take care. Say hello to everybody and uh, talk to you soon. Dude, sounds good. Bye. All right. Bye. All right. So what did you notice? What did you learn? What is there for you to grab from that conversation and actually use to make a difference in your business? Now, you know, time to do. Alrighty. So that's it for today. God bless to your success. I'm Matt Terrio living the dream. Huh. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.